For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey everyone, my name is Eddie, producer, legend, and host of My Crunchy Podcast over on the Podmoth Media Network. If you're looking for something chaotic, somewhat messy, and very incomprehensible, then go stream My Crunchy Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So stop searching and start listening to all your new faves from the Podmoth Media Network team now. Hey, Twisted listeners, I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva. And this is Twisted Listers, a podcast about murder and lists. to you by the Podmoth Podcasting Network. Check out all the other podcasts on there. You heard an ad for one of them before we got started. Yes. Um, as a reminder to our lovely listeners, if you would like to join us on Patreon, which I have been really bad about responding to people, I apologize. I'll do that today. There's lots of bonus content. We send you stickers. We do a monthly Patreon episode. We do little bonus episodes. So if you'd like to join us, it's just patreon.com backslash twisted listers, and it's only a dollar a month. And it's if- my turn next on the Patreon specials, and I'm going to do Joe Methody, um, a special request from my husband who Ugh. is obsessed with him. That's the big giant cannibal man. Oh so. my good Lord. That's going to be yeah. so fucked. Cannibal burger is- chef, I think. Yeah. Dude, he's terrifying. He's uh-huh. fucking terrifying. That picture of him with his tongue out. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Someone do that. That'll be fun. If you would like to join us on TikTok, my I, we were just talking about it. My most recent TikTok is getting about a thousand views a day. It's like this weird slow burn viral thing. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's just at Twisted Listers. If you would like to join us on Instagram, you can do that at Twisted Listers PCAST. And if you'd like to send us an email with suggestions for uh, topics or just for any old reason, you can do that at Twisted Listers Pod at gmail.com. And all right, this is part two of Florida Man Murders. Mm-hmm. These have been mostly shorter stories, but very uh, full of information and craziness. Robust, yes. Robust, yes, <laughs> yes. Mine are not that short. I'll give a disclaimer, but um, they're very beefy. Like I had to cut down a lot because they got like, I got like lost in them. But yeah, as I said in the beginning of last time, this is not all Florida things ever because it's a kind of vast topic, but I tried to pick very florida 
feelings you know kind of florida man chases alligator with knife or like you know that kind of vibe yeah you were all used to seeing it's like ode ode to florida it's like a parfum like a very yes it's a very distilled (laughs) essence of florida yeah Yeah. and i think i finished right Mm -hmm. so so i'm starting starting first oh florida i like that yeah yeah Yeah, just florida vibes florida man energy um so this guy has big florida man energy this is ronnie o'neill the third oh okay Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm doing this straight up because i want to get it over with and i do not want to risk ending on it (laughs) i know who this is this is recent right yes yes yeah this was actually pretty high press like yeah. level press yes um this isn't tw- I'm, I'm this might be my tiktok this week too i might do a, a quick run through for this you should this guy yeah. is fucking crazy this might be the one so mm-hmm. this happened in 2018 in riverview florida um ronnie uh lived with his girlfriend uh kenyatta baron who was 33 their nine-year-old daughter ron nevea and their eight-year-old son ronnie jr the fourth so he's and, all about Ronnie. He wants to yes. name everybody. Everybody's named Ronnie. They're both essentially Ronnie Jr. Jr. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and Kenyatta is said to be an all around great person, great mom to Ronnie and Ron Nevea, who is the latter of whom is disabled. And she's actually paraplegic and autistic and nonverbal. So she has wow. a couple different yeah, disabilities. Um, but by all accounts, That's... Kenyatta helped her feel like a super normal little girl with no, you know, just didn't really uh you know phase her and she's an incredible mom okay that's awesome um, good for yeah her. all by all counts everyone's doing great uh but this ronnie dude is the fucking problem um yes. and kenyatta by the way was also going to school as well as being a mom to these two kids so she's like badass mm-hmm. just before midnight i'm just gonna jump right in here yep. on this particular day here a 911 call came in from kenyatta that is fucking nightmarish and you can hear kind of bits and pieces during, especially the trial footage. And mm-hmm. I wish I didn't. Yeah. And I'm, again, very jaded, as jaded and desensitized as possible. But this 911 call is, you it's horrifying. Right. Um, it covers pretty much the whole event. Uh, I've been told, although you can't hear all, all of that, obviously. Right. Um, in the call, Kenyatta is just screaming, literally pleading for her life. It's like, this is a scream you scream if you're dying. If you're you being know? murdered. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that, that's that scream. In the background, you can hear at, at different times Ronnie yelling Allah Akbar. Um, oh. That, yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, Kenyatta pleads with him, I'm so sorry, Ronnie, I'm so sorry. She's trying to, like, just say whatever she has to say. To, to get him to him. chill out. Yeah. 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 He says fairly calmly to that, actually, quote, you can't be that fucking sorry. What the fuck? At another point during the call, he... He says to her, quote, the kids are mine now, bitch. Mm. Ooh, that's terrifying. Is chilling. And I think it's important to keep that detail in mind for later. Okay. Um, the during and after this call, um, he both beats Kenyatta to death and shoots oh. her with a oh. shotgun. Jesus Christ. And she's actually fleeing through the house during his attack. And he ends up finally killing her in his daughter's bedroom closet while she looks Oof. on. Wow. That's yeah. fucked up. That yeah. is fucked up. Uh, and he actually chased her out of that closet as she's dying, and she would be found on the sidewalk outside of the house. Mm-hmm. He then used an axe <gasps> to extensively hack nine-year-old Ron Nevea to death. What the fuck? Okay, for how high profile this case was, I kind of ignored it because I was like, there are children. So I didn't yeah. really know this. It's horrifying. This is fucked yeah and nine oh my she god she couldn't run she couldn't go anywhere either like with her conditions you know so it's right like extremely fucked up yeah 
And he then turned to eight-year-old Ronnie Jr., who he stabbed with a kitchen knife. Jesus Christ. He then lit the house and his daughter's body on fire. So this guy, what the fuck? Yeah, it's cruel. It's insane. It's really, yeah. Yeah. He then calls 911 himself during this whole episode, and he says that he was just attacked by, quote, some white demon that was inside Kiki, which is a nickname for Kenyatta, I guess. Okay. And that Kenyatta tried to kill him. Okay, that's probably not going to fly. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, I was just very, I don't know, in my opinion, he's already trying to set up that he's saying things. Mm-hmm. um in it a feels, very deliberate way yeah feels like bullshit yeah that's my my sense of this mm-hmm. having spent some time with this guy <laughs> too much time mm-hmm. um with him so police come and arrest ronnie the third here um they have to actually taser him because he's resisting um pretty violently mm-hmm. i also want to point out because we've seen this in several florida cases now um with the exception of your first one you started with with the cannibal mm-hmm. and the causeway but isn't it interesting how police can taser someone and not shoot them yeah, it's pretty wild, right? Even if they are being like really violent, aggressive, and like scary, That's, and like you can use a taser for that, you know? Yeah, it's strange. Um, weird. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. want to point that out. Um, so they go into the, <laughs> this burning down house horrifically, and amazingly, little Ronnie Jr., who's eight, escapes, and he. Will, oh my god! He, even though he's burnt and stabbed, he will survive. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. This is like it's great he survived, but like, but ugh, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that. Having gone through this. Oh yeah. Uh, Just a boatload. Um, So in the police car, Ronnie continues on saying he was attacked by white demons. Um, Kenyatta is the devil. Uh, He says those children are the devil's children. Not my children. Those Mm -hmm. children are the devil's children. Those children. Okay. Um, He's charged with, I believe, first degree murder, um, all kinds of charges, arson, you name it. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Um, And although he was briefly ruled incompetent to stand trial, Mm -hmm. he was later found competent. And he then decides that he will represent himself. Which is the only thing that he's done so far that makes me think he's legitimately got some problems. That's a good point. Not something that people typically do if they don't have some sort of con- mental condition that makes them have that's a you good know what point I mean? yeah. yeah i mean i do think he has like narcissism on steroids so right. that could be it but it could be that like you know coalesced or conflated with a couple other things absolutely yeah you know yeah can you, everyone can have multiple things yeah um, we're not doctors we don't know he might <laughs> no. be an asshole no, you I mean, know? I definitely, I feel pretty solid about the narcissism diagnosis I'm giving right. him. What else, what, whatever the fuck else he has going on, I'm not sure. Right, right, right. But it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't come up again after he's ruled competent. Okay. Um, but he and his lawyers initially, his, his lawyer team, I guess, initially mm-hmm. say, and this is foreshadowing Chris Watts, because he actually, so I wonder if this is where Chris Watts got the fucking idea, but he initially tries to say that he only killed Kenyatta because she first killed Ron Nevea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was a case of in a very Floridian touch, stand your ground. Which is insane to think that that even came into play in well, this case. Well, why'd you stab your son then? Yeah, like, how, whose ground were you st- Did he, like, throw a crayon at you? Like, yeah, what exactly yeah. happened? That exactly. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so his sort of stories are all over the place at mm-hmm. first. But at trial, and this is what this case, I think, got most well-known for, yes. um, just the sort of spectacle of him yes. being his own lawyer. Yeah. Um, he, I will say, gives very big ted bundy energy yeah. like the vibe of ted bundy who also represented himself mm-hmm. um the mm-hmm. same vibes to me same guy in his opening statement uh ronnie the third here looks super mad like he never like relaxes his face the entire time he's like yeah. at 100 mad 
and he yells the entire thing at like a volume 35 like like a full volume yell which how did he not get held in contempt i don't know he's representing himself again he yelled the whole opening statement Mm -hmm. um he says in the yelling just a brief summary essentially that the evidence will show that law enforcement tampered with evidence he said quote the evidence is going to show that my son did not see me murder his mom he says his son is Mm -hmm. lying he basically the thing he decides to go with with trial again he's had a couple different stories but the thing he decides to roll with for his statements and for the trial is that police altered all the evidence they tampered with everything and they completely faked the 911 call and added in his voice all those times he was talking i mean listen i have seen some crazy shit with like police and prosecution like framing people and being pieces of shit so i'm not gonna sit here and be like that's ridiculous because kind of it's not like unfortunately it's not yeah but that kind of technology and that kind of thing that's a that's a bit much i think you know what i'm saying yeah like that's just it's 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 sad that it's not completely out of left field wild for him to say that. It's it's not, but at the same time, the the choices he's making to be there yelling, being his own right. lawyer, are right. like not helping his case at all. Right. I just want to point out that like it's very sad in our society that that's the most believable thing he said. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's totally happens Police all the time. Do tamper with evidence. However, Prosecutors do. you can't hear Kenyatta's voice and the testimony of the son and right. not. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I'm just saying, I just want to point that out. So heartbreakingly, his now, whose son, who's now 11 by this time at trial testifies. And this is the most memorable, horrific part of this trial. Ronnie, the third cross examines his own fucking son. Good Lord. Who is thankfully, I think for his own sanity on video, he's not there in person, Good. but Ronnie, the fourth, his son describes seeing the whole ordeal and just, I won't repeat it, but just, you know, horrific detail. He says, and this is the most memorable, like heart wrenching exchange. Uh, Ronnie, our lawyer, Ronnie, the third here says, did I hurt you on the night of this incident? And he's he a tiny little boy voice says, yes. And he says, how did I hurt you? And he says, you stabbed me. Oh my God. Like <laughs> that gave me goosebumps to think this poor little kid just having, like, can you imagine like, and- yeah. Ugh. And being gaslit in a courtroom by your own dad, who's like, did that even happen? And he's like, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, I fucking did. did. I remember yeah. being stabbed by you. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I feel for him. I feel for whoever had to like prepare him to do yeah. this is yeah. like, and it's so important. Like, I'm glad he did, but Jesus Christ, the trauma um, is just ridiculous. Yeah. So the lawyer act does not work. And just four and a half hours later, the jury comes back with guilty on all counts for Ronnie the third. Um, during the sentencing, he pretty much shows no, no remorse, says he's not sorry. Everyone's corrupt. Blah, 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 blah. He starts yelling more. And by this time, mm-hmm. the judge is like, I'm done with your yelling. Please stop. Yeah. Shut um, the fuck up. He's, he's like, yelling loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like loud, max, loud. Max volume. It's almost like screaming, but it's like. It's, yeah. yeah it's amazing you can keep up that energy it's like very intense <laughs> yeah. and she's the judge is like please god stop like she's she's done yeah and she has some pretty badass remarks actually that you can watch on youtube the judge says this is one of the worst cases like ever like she's mm-hmm. ever seen yeah um, and she says that she will literally never forget for the rest of her life having to see the crime scene photos of ron Nevea's body she's like yeah. i'm that's gonna be with me till i'm dead like yeah <laughs> thanks for that you know? yeah, yeah exactly um and he faced the death penalty initially but he was mm-hmm. ultimately given life in prison which i think is good honestly given the mental health 
like open Potential, questions here yeah, that were yeah, absolutely. not exactly resolved. Um, I mean, I'm not down for the death penalty pretty much ever. So no, especially, no, no. In cases especially like when these, there's a, like... a good chance he's got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. happening mentally here. So one last silver, I don't hate to call the silver lining, but just to end on one good note that there's a lot of publicity around little Ronnie's after story. Cause mm-hmm. even though this is like the worst fucking shit of all time, he actually ended up doing pretty well. Um, he received, he's been receiving extensive mental health care good. through and after the trial and a detective good. from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's office actually adopted him and he has five Aww. siblings and he's apparently super happy and thriving in his new home and they're getting him all the help he needs that's so. great oh that makes me so happy yeah so at least he you know like found a new family and can... i mean a cab but like cool <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah that's good yeah but it, it is like also i was going to say the tiktok like controversy which i might focus on more for the tiktok and get into a little bit more is mm-hmm. that people use the audio and like of ronnie yelling as like a tiktok meme yeah i've heard that and like heartless don't like yeah. don't. like he's yelling like in part he's yelling at his own son who he tried to murder like there's yeah, context like, once you know even a little bit about what he actually did it's like no no yeah that's not good it's not that. humorous at all so. yeah yeah unless that's you're bad taste. repeating it to make fun of him then you know even that it's a little i don't know it's a little sketchy yeah, just yeah. Leave it alone yeah don't don't do it yeah wow okay well I'm going to continue. I feel like part one was all the like, quote, fun Florida murders. Like, yeah. They were terrible, but they were like, like kind of interesting. Yeah. And now we're kind of getting into like straight awful murders. Dark stuff. Yeah. The dark shit. Uh, this it's funny. My, th- what is funny is my next two cases. I did this completely by accident. They take place in the same place. Oh, okay. in, the exa- cool. in the same city. So it's Tavernier, Tavernier, Florida. I'd looked up how to how to pronounce it. Florida, y'all have some weird ass names and like, don't even try to figure out how to pronounce them. It's impossible. You just have to have somebody tell you. And also, uh, I'm just going to insert this because I don't know where else to put it, but I've been looking at the map of Florida for a long time. And I also hmm. want to say that why is Florida like underwater? Yeah, it's wild, right? It's a just lot. water. Yeah, it's that. Like fucking, I'm not, I'm not driving out to the keys. You can drive to the keys. No, thank you. Like that scares Oof. me like Oof. all the way out. It's terrifying. I was looking at it on a map and then I ended up in like Bali, like on a map. <laughs> like, have a, but, like, I went climb, for a little vacation last night. I know because of climate change, things are kind of going in the direction of more underwater. Yeah. And, like, you know, it looks like Florida, like you're already halfway there. Like, yeah, they really are. So yeah. maybe we should go to the keys before they disappear. Before um, they disappear underwater. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is actually in the Keys, uh, Tavernier, Florida. Okay. And this takes nice. place August 21st, 1991. Uh, they were rocked by a crazy tropical storm, uh, which sounds on brand. Shortly thereafter, the families of Mike and Missy MacGyver, a young married couple who lived in Tavernier, Keys, were concerned for their safety because they were unable to reach them. Mi- uh, Missy and Mike first met in 1986. It was love at first sight. They were the perfect couple. They were so happy. They basically like met and were together. And that's it. It was like, this is it. We're a couple. They got married. They moved. um, They moved to this area of Florida because they, for his job, they were super happy. Uh, She was an elementary school teacher. He was a pilot. And at this time they were expecting their first child, a boy they planned to name Kyle. They had recently hired a contractor to turn one of their rooms into a nursery. Um, so they were going full bore into this like happy, happily ever after life in the Keys, you know, good, like just perfect family kind of vibe. So they weren't anywhere to be found. Nobody could reach them. Missy didn't show up to work. Her coworkers uh, stopped by the house after school because 
she didn't show up. Yeah. And they were like kind of concerned. They didn't see anybody. So they went to a neighbor and they asked, you know, the neighbor if he can break in. So he did. He fucking kicked the door in and they went upstairs and they found a bloody scene. Mike was dead on his back in the living room. His face had been taped over. Uh, so his face was like wrapped in like duct tape oh, and he was God, just dead that. on his back. I, I know when there's so face fucked. taping. I hate that. Yeah. It was later determined that even though he'd been stabbed and beaten with a metal bar, that his cause of death was by somebody either stomping or standing mm. on his neck for a prolonged period. Oh, suffocating God, so this was super fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, Missy was tied up, raped, and then strangled to death. Oh my God. Um, so a very horrific crime scene. Definitely terrible and terrible that these people found them first you know yeah like, yeah their friends and neighbors are who found these Ugh, people it's so fun jesus so the cops were baffled like they were like this doesn't seem random but like mike and missy were like the perfect couple they didn't have any enemies they were interviewing people they couldn't figure it out uh like i said mike was a pilot and because they were where they lived there's a lot of drug trade which will actually come up in my next story as well so they yeah. were like is he like a drug smuggler? Cause he would fly to like Belize. He would fly to like other, you know, Central America, South American countries. Um, like he had actually just bought a plane in Belize. So cops like went there to make sure the sale was legitimate. And it was like, everything was above board. Like it all was, you know, so they're like, okay, it's not drugs, which they didn't really think, but they had to check, you know? Yeah. He looked into his brother. His brother was a pilot, but he submitted DNA because there was semen on Missy and he was cleared. His brother was really upset about that, but he also was like, okay, you know, I get it. They're following all leads. They also looked into the contractor because there was a ladder that went up to the nursery outside the house and his boot prints were found outside the house. Um, but he did a DNA test. He also had an alibi and it's like, well, yeah, he worked there that his boot prints would be there. Cause that's where he was working from. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Of course. His, their neighbor was a suspect just kind of because of proximity DNA sure. quickly ruled him out. Um, the, Missy had a previous marriage. The dude was kind of jealous DNA ruled him out. Plus he had an alibi. So after this, the case kind of went cold. Cops were like, we don't really know what to do. Like, there's no other avenues that we can think of. Um, but after a while, it was like a year or so, a new um, detective, a woman named Dale Hinman, was brought on. And she got the case going again. She re-interviewed a ton of the people on the case, including Mike's sister, who was like, you know, actually... Missy had mentioned there was a gas station attendant at the nearby gas station that had been harassing her and creeped her out a little bit. She oh. told him, like, I'm married. I'm not interested. And he wouldn't leave her alone. Ew. She said, yeah, she said it got kind of ugly. Like she had to like leave like quickly from the gas station. And, and so potentially he followed her home. Like, who knows? You know, yeah. Uh, police found uh, receipts from the gas station. So they knew that there was the connection that she actually did go to that station at the time this guy worked there. Um, they had nothing else, though. So okay. they decided to put this guy under surveillance. This man's name was Thomas Overton. He was a known crim criminal. He had a record for breaking and entering. He had a record for burglary. He was a violent criminal, just overall like a piece of shit. So they were surveilling him for years, and there were a few close calls. At one point, he was arrested for trespassing in a cemetery with burglary tools, but it's not a felony. That was just a misdemeanor. So they couldn't force him to do a DNA. What test. was he doing in the cemetery though? He was getting through it to go break into somebody's house. Oh, uh, okay. But I was basically, like, is he, he edgining? Like, is he like grave robbing? Yeah. No, no. But like they caught him, basically they caught him too soon. 
so he they, yeah. they got him before it became a felony he was also found this is so fucking creepy um he was found riding his bike past a house where a woman had just called 911 because there was an intruder inside so he got out of that house just Ugh. before cops caught him that's some golden state killer moment right it there. really is yeah. yeah including like the bicycle is mm-hmm. very gsk yeah yeah, yeah 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 um so finally in 1996 five years after the murder a tip came in from his friend who i'm like nice friend but fuck yeah dude uh this guy called in and tipped him off that that uh thomas was gonna go rob a house so they mm. caught his ass in the act and arrested him now they could force him to do dna but at that point he was still like refusing so it was going to be this long process of getting like the warrant and making him do it however they held him in jail and while he was there he cut himself shaving so they grabbed that razor and used they just circumvented the whole like process of getting the warrant and ran the dna and it matched yes so we finally figured out who killed these people it was just some guy who wanted to to be with miss miss not be with he he wanted a raper and he did yeah yeah you know yeah there's nothing consensual about any of this no he just not what he wanted (laughs) no and so when he was confronted with the evidence he didn't say a word he just asked to go back to his jail cell so he was found guilty on three counts of first degree murder because missy was pregnant he was found guilty of sexual Mm -hmm. assault and because we're in florida he got the death penalty Mm mm-hmm so he's still on death row, and he's also the main suspect in another murder in the area of a 20-year-old woman. She was dropped off at a movie theater, also in Tavernier, uh, where he worked. He worked at the theater. She had previously told her father that this man, Thomas Overton, made her nervous. And a few days after going missing from the theater where he worked, she was found dead. Unfortunately, there's no DNA to link him to her definitively, but I think it's pretty safe to say we all know what happened. Um, and it's just just enough evidence yeah yeah and it's a very good thing that he's locked up because it sounds like this guy you know either was going to be or could possibly be a serial killer and we just don't know his other victims you know oh yeah definitely because he was already like in his late 20s at this point so and that's so extreme a crime that you don't that's not a one-off even if that was his first time it wasn't going to be the last no and i don't i mean the girl the 20 year old young woman who went missing was before these two okay so this could have been a second murder but again like with his history that he has, I feel like there's and just his age. More, yeah, yeah, there's just more murders that we don't know about. So, oh my god, yeah, but pretty fucking gnarly. This guy has no remorse. He's just like a gnarly fucking psycho. Like, ugh. So Oof. I'm very glad he's locked up forever. He's been on death row for quite a while, which is very yeah. Florida in my mind. Yeah, um, they usually move kind of quickly with it. Yeah, yeah, we're talking like years. I mean, this is from '95. He's still or '96, and he's still there so did they execute ted bundy i feel like that was quick that was fucking quick quick turnaround years yeah yeah yeah. yeah. uh this was not though but anyway so he's locked away forever very fucking sad oh my gosh yeah we could have done ted bundy for this but we did no 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 that's Um, too much it's a little too overdone to you i mean honestly i'm obsessed with him but i I feel like that would be more of like an eight-part patreon thing yeah if i did yeah you should do that that'd be cool yeah i mean it, it would be like a long series yeah that's why i haven't done big ed because it's like i have so much i want to say about him and i'm just like afraid of taking it on because i think it would be multiple episodes and i already did the serial killer i'm most obsessed with the night stalker so right i have already covered at least one big heavy hitter um that was a good one that's on patreon guys go go get it go get it um anyway all right what's your next one or your last one no your next one second to last um so this is the case of lorraine hatsakorzian whoa um Okay. And her murder. Uh, 
this is very Floridian and gruesome. Mm. Um, this happened or yeah, in 2007 and in Port Orange slash also the Everglades. So this is going to also okay. be staying quite south in okay, the yeah. state, um, southern and swampy. Uh, so fishermen call 911 on one day here in 2007. I never write down days. I realize I'm just like one day. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no, it's at some point. Yeah. Um, fishermen call 911 to report that there is a human head in a bag floating in the swamps being encircled by alligators. Oh my God. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Yeah. But the visual of that, like as you said it and I started like adding elements mm-hmm. in my brain. Holy yes. fuck. That okay. is what they report. Um, this was seen just off of the 175, uh, which okay. is known in Florida as Alligator Alley, because it's essentially a little road freeway that kind of goes through the Everglades and the, apparently the most alligator rich part of it. <laughs> that sound, Yeah, sounds like yeah. it. Holy fuck. So investigators can't tell a lot at first, but when they get a hold of the head, but they can tell that it was already decapitated. So it wasn't a case of like a body that was ripped apart, you know, right? Um, by the gators. Uh, and this is really something, this play, play by play that they are able to break down. So okay. nearby on a freeway guardrail, they find human blood and tissue. Ooh. Yeah. And nearby, there's a very bloody plastic bag, I guess that they were able to tell previously held the head bag Mm -hmm. and through blood analysis, they can tell that essentially it it broke through the bottom of that bag, hitting the rail, falling to the ground and then was kicked into the water. Ew. Yeah. That's a fucking trek too. Yeah. So they drop the head or it it breaks the, one of its bags and Mm -hmm. they kick, kick it in. They search the canal and swamp area and are not able to find any other parts or remains okay forensic scientists determined that the skull belonged to a white female or head slash skull belonged to a white female between the ages of 20 and 40 who had suffered some kind of blunt force trauma to the head Uh and they are able to determine that the decapitation began pre-mortem oh my god yep (laughs) that's oh okay i will tell you yeah. I have a very strong stomach, but some of those like beheading videos that you find online, people are like struggling for their life as they're no, no. no, that shit, like thinking, like just even saying that right now, I can no. picture one that I saw. Yeah. Like those are the types of things that like never leave you. No. They never fucking leave you. No, I have, I, I was like, well, I would to say like be like smug. Like I've never watched one of those. I'm like, no, I have. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it's definitely, it's not something I ever seek out like. The one that I saw, they will was not, fuck you up. I didn't know that it was going. That was the hardest. It surprised part. Was, you, yeah. Yes, and I was so I wasn't ready for it. Oof. it honestly, Oof. I lost my appetite for like days. Like it really, yeah. like that's a next level thing that yeah. I don't think like those need to not be online. Those need not be happening. But like, no, no, yeah, that that the internet has some dark um, things you can find, and that's definitely a line. Um, well, yes. I don't. Here's the thing: I don't want to watch any murders. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happen. Like, it's quite different, obviously, I think. Different level to see a body crime scene. Yes. Than to watch a video of murder. Like, that's a yes. different, like, different level. Like, yes. I've never watched the, um, like, Three Guys, One Ice Pick or, like, the the Luca Magnata murder video like I've never wanted right. to watch that <laughs> like I've right. never wanted to yeah. watch that I watched the Luca Magnata oh my god lie. yeah oh. it, it's not as bad as a beheading video for sure really oh yeah my god. because That's... the actual act isn't on the video it's just okay. like the aftermath right. it's the before I mean, yeah, and all... the after a lot of people think of like beheading too in like kind of the medieval execution sense where you have nope. like the executioner who's a pro and he goes and it's up like there and one shot, one shot, nope. you know, which of course those nope. were actually quite messy very often. Yes. But um, yeah, but it's, it's very but hard. But that's not, that's it's, not, yeah. It's, it's a struggle. Guys, just don't. don't. I'm just going to tell you right now, just, Oof. just yeah. absolutely do not. Actually, I do want to do like beheadings as a top 10 <laughs> like, I oh, do wanna, great i do want to make us do that at some point all right that'll Sorry. be terrible um i just i also i know a lot about beheading like historically so i can get really nerdy with it um so great all right i mean okay. that'll that'll maybe make it better yeah we'll do, we'll do old-timey ones too it'll make it fun okay okay um so anyway okay. so this bag head bag is found well the bag the head was in was found to be from a very specific long island grocery chain named wald bombs Oh, um, which is not found anywhere in Florida. Huh. Um, so they contact Long Island police and think perhaps maybe the rest of the body w- would show up in Long Island. Yeah. Um, it, do- it doesn't. Oh. But a list. few months, it's still a good clue. Um, yeah. So a few months later in Port Orange, Florida, one Louis Carolio uh, comes into the police station to report that two men from New York, Paul Truccio and Robert Mackey, had been bragging about killing and dismembering, quote, some girl from New York and leaving her head to alligators. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and he says that these guys and him have been partying at a motel where they're also, you know, partying and confessing. Mm, yeah. Uh, and at this motel. <laughs> party. Yeah. This is the Florida moment here. At okay. this hotel, besides the alligators, it already happened. Right. Um, but Truccio and Mackie had an alligator sculpture that they called the alligator god and they were patting it on the head and praying to it for the alligators to eat the head oh which they almost got their wish they almost did but not because they were praying just because you throw a fucking head into a thing full of alligators it's gonna happen yeah but yeah so that's the alligator god right yeah so they later try and find the truck that was used um, for this but his truck but it's been dumped at a salvage yard and destroyed Truccio's truck um, so, but Lewis says he remembers seeing Paul toss his license plate from this truck off a nearby bridge into a swamp. He leads them to the spot and shockingly divers find it. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. Also, like, why not just leave it with the truck that's being destroyed? I mean, I'm glad he didn't, but again, yeah, I would not but... get caught corner with Cindy like a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you spreading the evidence around stupid? You know, he did. And they found it. Yeah. Um, and they pull the plate, run the plate, and the plate and the car it belonged to are, is found to belong to a missing New York woman, Lorraine Lori Hatsikorzian. 
Oh, yeah, there she is. Exactly. She was 41 years old. Um, they go and get DNA from her family and determine that the head is, of course, it's her Lori's. Yeah. Um, her family says that she did know Paul and Robert. They were friends. Um, and they go find, go back to Port Orange and find these two guys and arrest them. And they were actually at a house that oddly Lewis had rented for the three of them. So they just moved in together after the murder confession, which is a whole other, like, what? They're like, you sound legit. Let's live together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. So prosecutors hypothesize that they also dismembered her with their tree trimming equipment from, because they were, they were tree trimmers. Yeah, probably. According to, you know, partially confession later, partly uh, what they think is that they spread her body parts in, in kind of swamps and areas throughout Florida. So there's yeah. kind of no, it's not very traceable. Right. Um, in 2012, this all drags on for a while. Truccio finally stands trial for second degree murder. Good. Um, and Paul Truccio is very much a little baby man. Um, he throws a little hissy fits all throughout the trial. He's very mad. He burns through all kinds of different lawyers. Finally, he has a lawyer who he just hates so much. He has a little outburst at, uh, in court. And he says, you're the worst lawyer in the world. I would rather spend the rest of my life in prison, me- meaning than to have you represent me. Well, good. Um, we can Which, make that happen. All right. <laughs> um, so he actually pleads guilty out of spite for how much he hates his lawyer. What a fucking idiot. I great. I mean, great. But like, what he, the hell is wrong with you? He thought apparently that he could withdraw his plea right away and then get a new trial, but they do not let him and he Good. gets 30 years in prison. Good. Fuck him. In Robert Mackey's trial, who apparently Robert Mackey is kind of the secondary guy. Um, yeah. And Paul was like the main murderer. Um, Robert Mackey did more of the dismembering and throwing the real story kind of comes out which i partially already said right um they had Lori, but the kind of a little bit of the motive but it's not much of a motive comes out they had asked Lori to drive them from new york down to florida and Lori was basically not into it and she was like fuck you no yeah and they she tried to flee from them clearly they were being aggressive about it and they had their tree trimming equipment in her car and apparently her trying to leave with that was equipment is why they oh, murdered her. That's insane. Yes. What a fuck. What? But honestly, judging by the way this guy behaved in court, he's obviously got like the reasoning abilities of like a four and a big ego, I think. And yeah. also, I think it would really just came down to, as some people said, that he didn't want to be told no, and she was like, no, you know, right? I'm not he's going like, along with your you shit. Tell me no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not going to use my car, you know. Yeah. And oh, they wanted the car too. So. Paul attacked her. He bound and gagged her and dismembered her alive. So, wow. yeah. Wow. Yep. And only 30 years? Yeah. And second degree. Yeah. And and 30 years. What about torture? That's clearly torture. I, yeah. Yeah. It, sh- it should be a few extra things. But yeah, uh, Truccio was found, like I said, to be the main murderer. But Mackey was only convicted of accessory after the fact. But oddly, in 2013, really? he still got 30 years for that. So okay yeah i don't know how this all worked out basically they got 30 years each called it even yeah but yeah it's really sad Lori had a young daughter named courtney um and her siblings were all there at trial she was super loved and you know missed and that they were all horrified obviously this is yeah and this is very unflorida sentencing it is actually yeah yeah and despite paul actually mapping out some of the other sites where they dumped remains they were not able mm-hmm. to ever find the rest of her body wow that's fucked yeah wow that feels really wrong to me it's fucked up yeah and virtually no reason at all just because one asshole didn't like that she didn't want it being told to drive them somewhere yeah wow well hopefully prison treats him as well as he treated her so yeah you know yeah 
it's fucked up. There's other ways for justice to, to occur. Okay. Fucking A. Okay, I'm going to do another one again from Tavernier. It might be Tavernier Keys. I'm unsure. I can't believe that's the place you had two cases. It's so small. It's tiny. I know. That's why I looked it up because I was like, is this like a giant city? No, it's tiny. Oh my God. This is like another curse. Maybe there's a little curse here. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's bigger than Skidmore, but not like a lot. No. It's these little places that have curses. Yeah. So wild. Okay. So this case takes place. It starts October 15th, 2015. An eight-year-old boy. I'm not naming names of children. Uh, here's a commotion in his parents' room kind of late at night. And he's like, oh, they must be fighting again. It's actually his mom and her boyfriend. Okay. He's like, whatever. They're fighting. I'll go back to sleep. He has two younger siblings. They don't wake up. So he just like goes back to sleep. The next morning he wakes up. He wakes his siblings up. He gets ready to go to school. He goes into his room and finds his mother, Tara Rosado, and her boyfriend, Carlos uh, Ortiz. He thinks they're still sleeping, but he goes into their room and there is a very bloody scene and both of his parents are dead he drew he drew a picture of gravestones and wrote r.i.p mom and carlos before taking which just goes to show this is a very young child yeah and then he takes his siblings out in the rain to go find help presumably their neighbor travis cavadas uh sees them on his security cameras and brings them inside they tell him what happened so he goes to check he's like oh fuck and he calls the police. Tara and Carlos are found shot dead in their bedroom. And it's a bloody fucking scene. So I'm going to take a minute here to talk more about what I touched on with my last case regarding the drug trade and Florida. Yeah. So about four or five times per year that is reported, drugs are found floating in the ocean by fishermen or they wash up on shore and are found by beachgoers. Just big hunks, like chunks of hunks. drugs. Okay. Hundreds of pounds of cocaine Oof, and weed. That is a cargo totally, you don't want to lose on the side yes. of your drug ship. So what happens is these boats are getting pulled over by police or they see the cops coming and they just dump the product. Yeah. So it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. A lot of the time people will call it in. They'll call police and have the police, yeah. you know, come take it. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're like, I have, you know, 20 kilos of cocaine right here. Yeah. I could change my life for better or worse you know i could make a fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars that's dangerous though that's it is scary thing to do yes yes and we're going to talk about just how dangerous it can be so actually the neighbor is interviewed travis and he kind of slyly says like i found some pounds of weed a few times and he's like statute of limitations is run out so i'm not afraid to tell you that but basically he's saying like i found it and i fuck because he's a fisherman yeah i've sold it like whatever so it's not as bad now because it's like the drug trade has kind of died down a bit. Yeah. But one weekend in 1983, dozens of 50 pound bales <laughs> of weed came in the tide in Surfside Ball Harbor oh and Hallover Beach Park. So, like, they didn't have a place to put it. There's actually companies down there that charge $45 per pound to destroy drugs for the police. That's how like prevalent this shit is. Wow. Yeah. Because there's a business because there's so much of it. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Which is insane. So, in uh, June of 2015, one fisherman, Jeremy McCauley, found 15 kilos of cocaine. He was friends with Carlos Ortiz, as well as these twin brothers, Christian and Adrian Demblins. Jeremy decides, I'm not turning this in. Mm. I'm going to make a bunch of fucking money. Yeah. So Jeremy had some previous drug issues. A lot of people in this area are in on drugs, even okay. if they're not addicts, they are casual users or they're just kind of familiar with yeah. it, right? Carlos and Tara 
had met not that long ago, about a year or so, just after Tara had divorced her husband, who she'd married when she was only 18. She and her previous husband had three kids together before splitting up, and she started dating Carlos just six months after the split. Carlos was a barber and wannabe tattoo artist with dreams of opening his own tattoo shop. He was also a very serious drug addict. Okay. Constantly taking oxy, doing cocaine, used heroin, like very, very serious. Yeah. Travis, the neighbor, warned Tara because he too was kind of obviously if he's selling pounds of weed that he finds in the ocean, he's in that world a bit too. And, you know, he told her this guy, Carlos, he's not a good guy. Like he's got issues. But Tara was like, I can change him. I love him. You know, whatever. Unfortunately, she ended up casually doing drugs with him. And it seemed like it was getting worse. So Yeah, those are hard drugs to do casually. That's not like, those aren't really in the casual category. Those aren't casual drugs. Well, cocaine maybe, but like, you know. Yeah, the heroin. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was it was headed in a bad direction. Uh, anyway, Jeremy, like I said, decided to sell the drugs and he enlisted Carlos as well as the twins to help him. In return, he was going to help Carlos open his tattoo shop, which may or may not have also been a cover for money laundering for these drugs. Yeah. So the tattoo shop was called Ink Your Dreams with three Z's at the end, which is something that a Floridian on cocaine would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah That's i think when like. yeah when you're doing a lot of drugs like that you you would definitely add more z's yes for sure. yeah. <laughs> you not can't get so enough true. z's on the end of can't words. get enough z's yeah. it's so true um so as you might expect things went south between these two drugged out inexperienced dealers yeah and carlos ended up deeply in debt having snorted up a ton of the potential profits he asked friends if there were you know petty dealers he could rob for the money um but then he got an idea why don't i just blackmail jeremy into giving me more money and more drugs so he had a video of jeremy standing with the 15 kilos that he had found talking about like oh i'm gonna be rich i'm gonna sell it you know he's like i'll fucking turn you in so he fucking texts jeremy the night of the murders and he's like if you don't give me like half of the money right now and more drugs like i'm gonna turn you in jeremy's like all right dude let's meet up at your house i'll bring you the money like just don't fucking you know turn me in yeah hours later Carlos and Tara are shot dead. Tara was shot execution style in the back of the head with the bullet exiting through her right eye. So they walked in, shot Carlos, and then like forced her on her knees and shot her as well. Oh my God. Police at first were super confused. They didn't have any leads, um, but then they pretty quickly found a video on Tara's cell with Jeremy and the drugs. They realized that Carlos's phone was missing, as was the murder weapon. Just a few days later, a fisherman found both the cell phone and the the gun in the water yards from each other texts were found on the phone that implicated jeremy the ones i was talking about yeah and the gun had belonged to jeremy the murder one okay yeah right? check check so check, like, check 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 <laughs> yeah. yes then the demlin twins said that they were involved because they got like um you know interviewed but they said you know jeremy did the shooting adrian was like i was the driver my brother christian wasn't even there i waited outside jeremy shot them then like made me drive him away i didn't know what happened i didn't hear the shots whatever like i had no idea what he was going there to do here's where it gets murky christian the other twin was in prison or in jail and confessed to a cellmate that he actually shot carlos and tara and you're kind of like okay well who fucking knows right yeah inmate eric lansford said that he told the story in such crazy detail down to him shooting her through the eye (gasps) And how would somebody who wasn't there? That's so specific. Yeah, for sure. It's so specific. Especially if his brother only drove the car, his brother wouldn't know how he was, how she was shot. No. So Jeremy and his defense team are like, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I didn't do it. They had my gun. They went and did it and they set me up because obviously they took Carlos's phone. They know that there were those texts between us. It's a perfect crime to set me up for it, right? His wife also said he was home at 1015. The murders happened at 1030 or later. Also, they pinged his phone and it never left his house that night. Which doesn't mean he didn't leave without it. I'm just saying there's a lot of like shit in here that maybe it was these fucking twins. The twin also said if the, if I had known the kids were home, I would have killed them. <sighs> now, and Jeremy is a family man. He obviously he's into drugs. Well, clearly whatever, not, though. I mean, if he's well, right. Yeah. Right. It's weird. I think that there's like, again, we're talking Florida. So we have to put on our like Florida goggles <laughs> Florida. here and say, what is a family man into Vernier Keys? in florida like yeah yes they can be into drugs yes they can sell drugs but they take their kids to the baseball games and right. they like kind of like compartmentalizing these different things yes so a lot of people are saying yeah he was like a sometimes drug dealer and but mostly like a drug user but he wasn't like a murderer like he wouldn't be able to like i know i meant i meant that less from mother. the drugs and more from like the statement that he would kill the kids that he knew oh no but it wasn't jeremy that said uh, that okay christian that said so people are like we don't know if jeremy would be able to kill the mother of these children Uh, because he has children of the same age there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not jeremy did it also at one point one of the prosecuting attorneys um after this case for whatever reason was going to be um fired so they killed themselves Mm. and then another prosecuting attorney was actually involved in jeremy's defense before the trial so they had to recuse themselves. So it's this whole big fucking mess. He was, however, found guilty and sentenced to life in prison with no parole in 2017. Okay. But then in 2020, he was granted a new trial. Oh, shit. His, his, his uh, sentence was vacated yeah. completely. And he was granted a new trial based on the fact that the jailhouse confession and the very real possibility that it was these twins came into play. So... It's a very convoluted case, um, but it, they said, you know, to Vernier Keys, like the two murders that I covered are two out of just a handful that occur in that community. A tiny, There's a okay. It's a tiny. This is, community. Yeah, this there, is cursed. It is. It must be. Yeah. They, well, what they're saying, there's tons of crime there. Yeah. But there's very, very little murder. Like okay. not even one per year. And this is one of the gnarliest murders that occurred in like 25 years. Interesting. And. So the case is ongoing. Obviously, COVID got in the way of his new trial. Yeah. I think he's still in custody while he's waiting. But I kind of don't know that he did it. Because he's not a drug dealer. These brothers are drug dealers. He's a drug user who came up on some cocaine and tried his hand at selling it. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of interesting, but a pretty sad story because who knows where these kids are. I think they're with her parents, okay. potentially. Yeah. Um, her parents were the one that, like, bought her a double wide that they were living in. That's mm-hmm. where they were they were murdered trying to help her get her life together yeah. after the divorce but real fucking sad and real convoluted so who knows what happened you know? yeah and beware of floating bales of drugs just push that yeah. right back into the water just kind of don't nudge it do the math 
Don't do the math. Nope. Because it will be hundreds of thousands Just of dollars. Just nudge, nudge it back into the sea. Let the alligators have it. Let yeah. the fish have you're it. You're going to get caught. Yeah. You're going to go to jail for years or you're going to get murdered. Or you're going to become a cocaine addict. Or all of the above. Yeah. All, probably all of the above. Don't do it. Leave it alone. Let the, alli- weed, let the alligators have the cocaine. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. Oh. oh my God. Alligators on cocaine. I don't that know. Definitely is a thing. That's scary. Oh, surely in Florida right now, as I speak, there's an alligator on cocaine. High on cocaine. Yes. <laughs> I'm, so sure. I'm sure. Good God. Okay. All right. What's our last one for this amazing topic? Oh, last I one. Okay. Love. I guess, yeah, I'm wrapping it up. So mm-hmm. my last one is a very Florida man. Uh, one Nick, Nicholas Gibson. Okay. This happened in 2019 on in Miami Beach. Um, Nicholas Brent Gibson, or as he called himself, Brent Savage. Ooh. Yeah. Already getting, getting a sense of this guy. It's like, it's like Fred Savage. Yeah. Not that cool. Not that cool. cool. Um, (laughs) he was 34 at this time. He was a registered sex offender. Ooh, nice. He had two prior rape charges. One of which was from 2000 when he was just 13. Oh my God. Okay. So this guy is just born. Yeah. Yeah. Or or early fuckery here. Yeah. He had spent from that charge seven years in a juvenile detention facility um, until he was 20. He committed another sexual assault right after getting out in 2008. So yeah, a lot here Mm -hmm. Um, in Georgia. He had served time in prison twice for failing to register as a sex offender as well. Yeah. Um, That's fair. do that. Yeah. Um, he also, and this is, I'm just including this in his rap sheet, but he has several really awful tattoos, um, including a really, 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 really bad looking face on his neck. Like, you know, black and white face on his neck. Yeah. There's an artist I really like called neck face. Maybe that's where he Hmm, got it. No, this is not (laughs) an artist you like. Trust me. You know, when those black and white faces just look like they melted, you know, kind of like that. Yes. Yeah. He also has the word freedom, uh, tattooed very poorly above his eyebrow. Oh, nice. I'm just trying to paint a picture here. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So So this is a classy, classy man. Florida man. Yeah. So Nicholas here as of 2019, again, he's served time in and out for all those horrible things. Um, But he was working as a home health aide for a 77 year old man named Eric Stalker. Okay. Which probably not the best job for him. That's how did that happen? Um, I think he was like being nice and trying to help him out and kind of like if you're my health aide, you can stay with me kind of thing for free. Um, So he's also described as his roommate because he was kind of living with him and helping him out. Mm -hmm. However, and I don't have like any motive here. um, This case is still ongoing and it's going to be a shorter one. However, uh, in April April 2019, he attacked Eric and killed him with a samurai sword. Whoa. Okay, that's like yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's I don't know. That just feels weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dude with a freedom tattoo on his eyeball or above his eye yes. murdered an old man with a samurai with sword. A samurai sword. Correct. That's a good. Yeah, wow. and next week, okay. which I've already started on, and we'll reveal the topic shortly. I have a case mm-hmm. that also involves a samurai sword. So wow, <laughs> yeah. I do that. I, that I, good luck. I pick, well, I picked that actually on purpose because I wanted to keep. Oh, okay. Keep the theme. The samurai sword going. Yeah. <laughs> so two weeks later, after this murder, um, Eric's decomposing body was found when neighbors noticed the smell. This is apartments. These are apartments. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. They're like okay. When investigators find Stalker, they will, the sa- one samurai sword was still left in his body. Oh, that's fucked Another up. sword was um, found next to his body with blood on it. So there's multiple samurai swords. Yeah, it's not just one. Not just one. Um, his ankles were also bound with a sheet. 
at the crime scene. Yeah. And a hundred dollar bills were scattered around the body and were stuck on the wall. And I'm not done painting the picture of the crime scene here. One more thing. Rome must fall was written in his blood on the wall. This is fucking weird. So there there's like hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. right? Like Manson-esque blood on the wall. Mm-hmm. Samurai, swords. samurai swords. Multiple samurai swords. Correct. Rome must fall. Yeah. There's um, drugs. Mm, Tell me there's drugs. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, we, we can only guess. Yeah. Um, a witness um, nearby this apartment complex will later say that he saw a man leaving the apartment with face tattoos. So a very distinctive looking man uh, yep. with a samurai sword and a sheath. So I guess there were three total. <laughs> Wow. So he, wow. Yeah. Multi samurai swords. Okay. Correct. Um, after fleeing, because, you know, he didn't take those hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Nicholas here took Stalker's credit card and used that to get himself a Greyhound bus ticket to. So instead of using untraceable cash, he used his victim's credit card. Correct. Guy's brilliant. Correct. Okay. Yeah. He used the card to get himself a Greyhound bus ticket to New York City and he keeps using the cards once he's up in New York City. So that's mm-hmm. all traceable. Yeah. Great. Smart. Um, in May 2019, the next month, investigators catch up with him in New York City, where he was spotted by a cop at the First Avenue and East 14th Street station. He fought the officer trying to arrest him and actually injured the officer. Oh, yeah. So crazy. Mm-hmm. It, after a bunch of he sits around in New York um, and then after a bunch of boring uh, judicial bullshit in August 2021. So recently he was extradited back to Florida and officially charged with the stalker's murder. And I don't know how this works across state lines, but also the assault of that police officer in New York. So he was charged in Florida for the assault in, in New York. I don't know. Maybe he got New York that charge and then Florida, the other charge. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, that makes more sense. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. He's, yeah he's, either way. Somehow he got charged for those things. Um, and he's back in Florida now. Um, mm-hmm. he does confess, um, and he said he's very proud and he says that he, he is in fact a serial killer and he has killed six other people in Florida, California, and Georgia. Is there pr- proof of that? Or is he just talking shit? He, uh, claims that his first murder happened in 1999 when he was only 12. Um. And he says that he hit a homeless person in the head with a brick and left him to die in Atlanta when he was 12. Is there Hmm. um so there is no i I had this for the end for some reason but i'll say it here basically all the police right now are working to see if anything he says works is corroborated by any actual details of anything right um or murders unsolved murders but so far there have been no verification that any of that is legit okay um i mean he did rape someone when he was 13 so it's not impossible but yeah he could also very easily be full of shit so Right. I kind of feel like he might, he might be full of shit. Yes. I think, I, so. I, I suspect so too, mm-hmm. but they, they got to obviously check it out. Um, right. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. He's obviously not a chill guy. <laughs> <laughs> so as they uh, are schlepping him around, I believe in New York um, after his initial arrest, this is a great clip you can go watch uh, to get a sense of Nicholas on YouTube. One reporter is able to ask him questions for a moment, kind of up close. And she says, did you kill that guy back in Florida? To which he replies, sort of mouthing the words mm-hmm. in a dramatic fashion, with my bare hands. No, you didn't. It was samurai sword, you dumb shit. That's what he said. Yeah. And I also thought of that. I was like, it was, it was, it was a sword. sword. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says, I heard there was a sword. And he says, a big one. Oh, ew. Yeah. Ew. This guy sucks. Super happy this guy about truly it. truly fucking sucks. Yeah. And then when he, she asks, how many people have you killed? He says, 32 and he's like smiling 
So he's just making shit up. He loves he it. Just, yeah. yeah. He just loves he's the just attention. He's loving the attention. He's loving the fucking, yeah, exactly. this guy's full of shit. This he, guy's full of shit. I, I think so. Yeah. And also clearly the one time we know for sure he killed someone, he was very sloppy and bad about it. So like, right. I got the sense that he would have been caught by now if he was trying to kill bunches of people. If it was yeah. legit at all, mm-hmm. which it's fucking not. So I don't fuck think so. Him. No. However, um, yeah. So I was going to say one, there's an essay out there as well. It gets in more detail about how they, mm-hmm. someone, um, how they got to know Gibson while they were in prison for 2019 for some other charge. So they kind of shared, uh-huh. shared prison space with him and got to know him personally mm-hmm. um, when they were briefly in prison. And they said that at that time he was claiming to the inmates to have killed 32 people total. And I think they kind of fall on the side of he's full of shit as well. Um, it really does sound that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, he seems like that yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're still actually awaiting the trial officially for the murder of Eric Stalker because the extraditing took so long um, mm-hmm. and to see if anything he said uh, is bullshit or not. But that's, he's still hanging around in Florida, um, waiting around. Being a piece of shit. Yeah. Wow. There he is. That's fucked up. Samurai sword. Mur- sword? Sorry. Samurai sword. Yeah. Samurai sword murder. That's fucked up. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's a weirdly like dorky thing too. It is. Yeah. Like, a lot of like incel type white guys like to have a bunch of samurai swords. Yeah. Yeah. It's swords. a weird. Yeah. Swords. swords. It's a weird. It's a weird. I mean, I thing. love medieval weaponry, honestly, but there is a certain thing about a certain kind of guy, you know, that's going to have that. Yeah. You know? There's like cool dorky and then there's like this kind, kind of, of ruined sword you know. collecting maybe yes they ruin <laughs> yeah. a lot of things including that yes yeah, um, yeah. especially the games. samurai thing though because they tend to also love to appropriate like asian stuff that's what i was gonna as say well. there's like a yeah weird asiophile kind of it's thing it's never it's a european broadsword it's always a samurai thing right you know exactly exactly um yeah and it's not an appreciation for the culture no. it's like a weird no like it's weird yeah yeah not good okay well, there they are. There they there's are. Florida. That's Florida. Those are nice. I mean, we, that could definitely be have a sequel because there's no shortage of Florida. Um, God, I know, right? I know. No shortage. It's, and what will next yeah. year bring? You know, what will like Florida bring us? What gifts? <laughs> we could even do like Florida murders per by, by the, the year. year. Yeah. yeah. The Florida yeah. recap. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> the year in Florida. Yeah. So what yeah. are we doing next week? Oh, like you don't know. I'm gonna act like uh, I don't know. We used, to, we used to be genuinely surprised, and now we're like working ahead of the game, which I'm yeah, glad. We're trying to be pro. We're pro. We're trying to be pro. Yeah. We're pros here. Although I still haven't picked any of my shit, but I will. Yeah. Um. So I chose. Uh. We've done something similar. We've done a lot of stuff close to this. We've done neighbors. We've done families. But now we are doing roommate murders. Yeah. It's, a, it's an important one. Who murder their roommates and. I thought we had done this before. No, I was like kind of saving it because it's like just yeah. so rich. Yes. Yeah. Because I remember talking about like a roommate of mine. I've had I've had a few that I thought might murder me mm. that I definitely could see myself murdering. Yeah. Um, so this is gonna be a really interesting topic. Yeah. I think we're gonna feel we should a do lot like a little poll this. on our Instagram story. Like, have you ever wanted to murder a roommate? Yeah. Like, have you ever felt like maybe you could kill someone yeah. if that person was your roommate? Yeah, um, I've had some gnarly ones. Um, yeah, as well. Me too. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll do a little bit of story time on those. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have some gross shit. So. Yeah. Anyway, okay, that's what we'll do next week. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Once again, if you'd like to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com backslash twistedlisters. If you'd like to join us on TikTok, which Diva's going to do one today, and I have one going mildly viral as we see. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's just uh, at twistedlisters. If you'd like to join us on Instagram, you can do that at twistedlistersPcast. 
Uh, and thanks again for listening. And uh, until next episode, say off our Wait, did we do the email? Oh, oh wait, yeah, twistedlisterspod at gmail.com. Bye. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.